Welcome to our table, you beautiful animals, for fun, health, and more. We'll dig into human behavior, living right, anything and everything that we want to. We're talking about life. I am Matt Crocomo at Matthew J. Better, a credentialed writer, student of psychology, and certified personal trainer, trying to explore and laugh at the human experience. This is a better show. I am joined by Joe Newbauer at Jono's MMA. How we living, everybody? Fellow health enthusiast and cultural commentarian. We might dig a little bit into culture. I can't. I don't know how much we've talked about it lately. But in school, I was a columnist for two publications, a thrice published poet the entertainment editor for my high school newspaper. I've also written screenplays and directed film shorts. We can talk shop about movies and other things if we get into that. Another vital part of the human experience. You can hear Joe and me, sometimes Gabrielle Tam Bowen at Gabby underscore T, and often Joe with Sean Neubauer at MMA underscore insomniac on better fight cast your case coverage of the ufc and all things mixed martial arts for seasoned vets and rookie fight fans of the purest best of sport you can follow subscribe to that and this on apple podcast or soundcloud now let us dig into the purest best of everything and anything else right after this word from legal Although Matty Crocolo Jr. is a certified personal trainer, he is not acting in his capacity on this program. All information presented here is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. Or unfortunately, reference to another person's program or piece of literature, he is not necessarily endorsing every position or opinion that anybody might represent. Please consult the appropriate medical professional before making any serious changes to your diet or lifestyle. Boom! Thanks, Legal. So, uh, how are we living? How's it going? I'm pretty good. As you see, you hear the lighter in the background? Yeah. That's me lighting candles just to kind of, like, I want to feel some type of vibe. Huh. Like, I just want to feel some type of, it's been a great week. Yeah. Um, great weekend. Uh, good week. This is week four of the gym starting today. Oh, yeah. How um, many days did you go this week? This week, only three. Okay. Hard days, though. Um, I took a little bit of the advice of chilling out a little bit. Were they right in a row? Monday, Tuesday. Okay. And then we took Wednesday off. It wasn't because we wanted to. We took Wednesday off because of a a circumstantial situation. I'm trying to remember exactly why. Uh I just remember we couldn't make it to the gym. I think that was the day of the hurricane. It wasn't the hurricane. That wasn't why. Um, but I remember we couldn't make it to the gym due to other obligations. Was it the tornado? But it felt really good not to go. Because like I felt like my body after Monday and Tuesday yeah. last week, mend, I went a little too hard. Mend. Needed that rest. Take it easy on the sarcomeres. And then went Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, like I said, I am piggybacking off of a membership right now off of my girlfriend yeah. to go to the gym. We're going together. It's it's it's. it's I don't want to 100% say a couple thing, but it is kind of a couple thing we're doing right now. We drop the kids off of school and go straight to the gym. Fuck the hive mind, man. Get in shape. mm Mm-hmm. So, um, Friday we didn't go because, again, we felt like we need... Friday we actually legitimately felt like we needed a rest day. 
And then Saturday and Sunday, our schedules just did not line up. It didn't. We were just way too busy. Yeah. Um, Sunday, we both worked early uh, and got off late Saturday night. Saturday morning, she had something she had to be at for her daughter's mm. um, gymnastics. Mm. So that kind of threw me out of the loop. Mm. I could have worked out at home, but you know what? It actually felt kind of good to give my body rest. How cool is it to be sleeping through gymnastics? I didn't know. I was up. Oh, okay. Like I said, getting up early and going to the gym, it's gotten my um, gotten me up early. Nice. The only reason I didn't go to gymnastics was because of uh, my little brother and my car. Mm. That was it. Um, you ran him over and you're trying to figure out where to bury him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had to uh, change a part in my car. Ah. So I had to kind of be there for that. Um, no, but I mean, we're still going strong. Like I said, like I went three days in a row. And I felt like that was way too long. I was yeah. ready this morning to get into the gym. And I think I pushed a little too hard again. It's like it's an excitement oh, so three now. days in a row off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't eat the greatest. Sunday I didn't eat that bad, but Saturday, that's my official cheat day. Mm. Uh, if I'm off on a Saturday, I look at it like that is my date of the week to enjoy myself. Mm. That is my day. That's usually when my and, – and obviously this Saturday, big fights came on. But that's my day to like kind of – let loose and, and, and just chill out. And if I want to eat them deep fried chicken wings, I'm going to eat them deep fried chicken wings. That's the day to do it. Every other day is the time where I like kind of reconsider or reevaluate and kind of don't overindulge myself. Yeah, give yourself excuses for celebrations and events. And mm-hmm. like, you deserve it. Choose, Everybody deserves it every now and then. Yeah. because it's been my birthday week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to beat myself up too bad. I'm still in pretty good shape. Still feeling pretty good and pretty healthy. Oh, I'm sick too, so. There's Got a that. cold? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I don't know. A lot of people have colds. Uh, yeah. I worked tonight as a bartender. The other girl that was bartending with me, man, she's been fighting a cold since the last time I bartended with her. And I was like, man, you still haven't gotten rid of that thing. She finally went to the doctor today. Has it been a week or two weeks? It's been at at least uh, probably a little over a week. Okay. Yeah, we got a lingerer. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's almost over, though, finally. It's rough. It's rough. So, you know, with all all things said and done, still relatively healthy, healthy lives on this side of the table. I don't know. I'm not sure what else has been going on. Health or non health. For me, I'm at the stage right now. I'm at the stage right now, and maybe you can help me with this, where I'm getting kind of frustrated. Okay. Like, this is my fourth week at the gym. Okay. And I'm feeling kind of frustrated, like I haven't, like, seen really much results yet. But I think this is normal. Like, results take time, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, the impatience of it is just remember to never give up and not quit and every time you go to the gym and you leave and your shirt is soaking wet because you sweat Mm -hmm. that's a good thing right Uh, i mean it doesn't have you don't have to sweat for it to be a productive session at the gym but but what if you do certainly a good sign and well i want to be wary about saying simply yes or simply no because i mean it's possible to be sweating and to not necessarily having the best most efficient workout but 
overall, in general, yes. <laughs> Very good sign. Very good sign, I'm sure. And yeah, you know what you're doing. So, I would say so. And if, I mean, depending on your diet, I mean, the di you know, trying to really, I mean, you would have to do both of those things to see the quickest results. And it's just a matter of what, you know, what do you want to do long term, I guess. I don't know. But regardless, as long as you keep getting up and going. That's the hardest part, right? Like, like I mean, there's going to be... Sometimes results are long-term, right? Mm. I mean, it's good for your long... I mean, you need that resist. I mean, just, just remind yourself that it's not about physical results. It's about leading that long, healthy life. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do the best for your long-term hormone health and every health, you, you know, doing that, doing that resistance training on the regular basis is very good for your long-term health. If you want to try to live to 100... Yeah, let those weights. So, yes, and everything else. Cardio, everything. Everything, everything, everything. Uh, you can't go wrong, you know, as long as you don't burn out. And the fact that you would go, you went like three days, four days, four days, three days as far as the weeks. That sounds good. So you want you want to give your, you know, you want to give your body yeah, a I chance. Yeah, I give you the weekends off. You don't want to burn out. And, you know, our job is a workout unto itself. Mm. And doing that full time is should not go unstated <laughs> like that's 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 part of it you don't want to overuse your muscle groups mm -hmm. and uh you know making sure that you're doing the warm-up and the cool down and especially the cool down after working out and also after if you can try to remember to do it after work which it's hard because by then it's like so late i mean we're vampires about to climb into our coffins by then it's not not easy, not easy, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, because it's so late, like it's like you're stretching and then my, going to bed. I gotta ask some more of my cats, guys. Yeah, I gotta ask some more of my cats. It's like you're stretching and going to bed. It's one thing if like you did it and then you went home and you stretched and you're just about to eat dinner or something. Mm -hmm. Probably you feel really good, like you got a nice stretch in. You feel nice and loose. You can have dinner with the family and feel at your best for the day. Mm -hmm. Probably all, everything's probably clicking on all cylinders at that point. But it's not the same. When you get off at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and you get home, mm -hmm. stretching, I mean, you're looking at bed or going into the bathroom to take a shower and get all your stuff done or, and go to bed. I mean, when we were maybe a bit younger, but even still sometimes on occasion, it is an occasion to sort of, you know, pursue the night, pursue the adventure, and then stay up for another yeah. three hours. But in that three hours, if you're pursuing adventure socializing or hanging out with you know your significant other somebody not you know man lately make yourself i am not cast. like that if i last time i was up at three o'clock in the morning i paid for it the next day yeah. paid for it yeah. so bad and that was saturday night staying up for those fights i didn't just stay up for the fights but the fights were so yeah, I interesting was up, i was up late that night the I fights were so night. interesting and not only so interesting because of the drama, but they were so good. Best event ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there right now. Best event yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I was up watching Ooh. the press conference, oh, everything, till uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I went to bed, and I remember waking up Sunday, and think I remember I was telling myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get up tomorrow and, and get a light run in before work, just to get the endorphins going, just to get a sweat going, just to get a nice light jog in, go a mile at least, um, before I go to work for a double, before I work a 10-hour day. 
But nah, that didn't end up happening. I stayed up till three. And it's not even like I drank that much. Yeah. I ate a little bit, but I didn't even eat that bad. Mm. I had sushi for dinner. Mm. And because I, I figured, you know what, sushi's probably better than pizza and wings. So I decided to hop on the sushi train and. Nah, 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 man. I'm old. <laughs> I am old. I feel it. I just feel it. When I wrestle with the kids, I feel it. And I'm trying to get to a state where hopefully three months from now, I don't feel it as bad as like I did three hours ago. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was hard. I bet. But I'll get there. Yeah. I'm committed. Um, uh, let's, move on. let's move on to culture. Do you have any movies or TV shows that are noteworthy? experience are worth delving into movies or tv shows i know my number one movie i want to watch right now is i want to watch venom okay i'm hearing decent reviews on it critics bombed it audience is like digging it it got a bad rotten tomato score i want to say from critics yeah i want to say 27 yeah i mean that's the the official well i was hearing but the audience score is 80 is like 87 yeah, and I was hearing reliable sources say before it came out, and I guess because critics get first reviews mm. and first seeing, um, that it was as bad as Catwoman. Eh, I heard some of the early reviews, too. Um, I, I I can almost remember the tweet that you're talking about. Boss I guess, logic. I guess they, yeah, so they said something like that. Um, but overall, the sense, I don't get it that bad. But... One thing, a recurring theme that seems to emerge is that this movie seems like it is made in a time before the MCU figured out how to make superhero movies. Like, this is a weird time capsule of a superhero movie from the mid to late 90s, you know? Okay. Um, for some of the humor is a little bit off I heard the, I heard the humor was good. But... Oh, also, also the the that might be one of the things that's really true. The character because Venom did sort of have a sixth sense of humor. Well, you know what? When I heard that, when I heard like the audience, and I started getting their reviews, and mm. and a lot of them were saying that the um, critics were way off. Mm. Uh, one of the biggest things is when I heard it was funny. Because I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, as a fan, I look at Venom. I don't think of anything funny. The dude has like two tongues that come out. He was funny in the comics. Well, he's supposed to be. Well, the thing about Venom is he really is supposed to be almost a, a, an offspring of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He really is. Peter Parker inherited the symbiote that would become the black suit that would for, that would that would form Venom. Um, Sorry, remember you hear the lighter? I'm lighting my lighting candles. Just lighting candles. Literally, candles. Candles is not a euphemism for anything. Tea, street talk, tea like burning candles. wax on the tables and my knuckle wax on the table, <laughs> candle wax on the table, no nefarious or nefarious kinds of wax. Uh, well, anyway, so Venom's supposed to be an offspring of Spider Man. Spider Man is, you know, he's supposed to have a sense of humor. He's wisecracking, superhero. He's talking trash while he's jumping around beating up guys. That's what makes Tom Holland Spider Man so great. He's such a good trash talker. Um, you know, kind of a jokester a little bit. Tom Holland is so, the best Spider-Man, though, right? Do you agree? I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I think they all did a pretty good job. 
you know, Andrew Garfield did a great job. Tobey Maguire did a great job. I read an article that talked about Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, um, Alpha Molina, Doc Ock. One was better than Homecoming. Uh, I think personally, I, I I don't know. I think I like Homecoming better just because it's part of the MCU and it's updated and I like Tom Holland's Spider-Man so much better. But they made a pretty compelling argument as far as it being like an iconic Spider-Man movie and really being as far as if, if we're talking like what's the quintessential Spider-Man movie, like that is a, is a much, much Which better one? argument. Spider-Man 2 or the Tony McGuire one. I still love the first one. I think the second one was a bit tighter. First one was pretty, they pretty were both good. really good. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the thing is, you needed the second one to... Well, the first one retold the story at a time where the story really needed to be retold. It had been a while, yeah. You know what I love the most about Marvel's adaptation of uh, Spider-Man? Hmm. They didn't retell it. It was just Right, that's what was great about Homecoming. Like, alright, we've all seen this, and then they re they redid We've seen the spider bite the kid. They like, again very soon. Like mm-hmm. it, it seems like that, you know... How many years were between the Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1, and the Amazing Spider-Man 1 with Alfred? Andrew Garfield. 11 years? Not many. Not many. I guess after Spider-Man 3, they were like, oh my god, we gotta we gotta scrub this and start over, man. We gotta rewrite history. This is it. Um, well, that's because the third one was so bad. I saw it on Netflix recently. I didn't watch it, but I see that it's on there. Yeah, they handled the symbiote thing. And I always just want to start it again because I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's some cool stuff. In Do that you movie. sometimes get attracted to bad movies? Like you're just like, I want to watch this it just to watch something really bad it again. Depends what you mean by bad, because uh, a lot of those kind of movies, like I've rewatched all the superhero movies. I've watched pretty much all the superhero movies. Like I rewatched Howard the Duck. Um, there was a movie. Yeah, one of the yeah, first Marvel movies is Howard the Duck. Really? AKA one of the worst. When did that come out? What year? Like eighty four. Oh, okay. Well, say so. We're talking the year I was born. Jeffrey Jones, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think ended up. Didn't Marvel tease a Howard the Duck remake? Well, Howard the Duck has appeared in both Guardians movies briefly. Yeah, like at the end, right? Like at the end credits. He was in the end of the first one, and I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if he was in the end or somewhere mixed in earlier in the second one. I have not seen Venom. I was I wanted to hear the critics' reviews, and I didn't trust it as much as I love Tom Hardy and I love Venom. Venom meets Spider Man. Uh, that's my ultimate problem. I'm not hurry to see it. And then I also heard some uneven things about it before it came out, and those uneven things seem to be kind of confirmed. And if I could freeze time, if I had more time, if my schedule wasn't stretched so thin, and if it didn't cost me so much money to go to the movies, because it's tickets and food. Uh, I would have. I would have seen it opening day. I was trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. I'm being a little more selective with the movies that I'm going. That I've decided are worth paying. I'm not sure if I'm gonna gonna go see Aquaman. I might, I might hold off on that. I'm too. hearing that's good. I mean, critics. It looks great. It good. looks great. It looks great. I love Jason Momoa. I love Jason Momoa and I love Aquaman, but like I'm. Eh, mm. I'm not I'm gonna trusting save my DC money. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna enjoy By the it. way, Venom. I'll enjoy it six months later. Venom is it twenty seven percent or something? It's thirty percent critics, but eighty nine percent audience. And this is over a week now. Mm-hmm. No, no, not over a week. I'm sorry. It's about four days deep. That's pretty good for audience, at least for the general audience. Like I remember reading the audience, and I always go by audience, not critics. I've always said this. I, I just can't go by critics. They're too ticky tacky sometimes. 
Um, but the audience, audience isn't always right either. The audience, well, 89% usually is. That's a lot. That's that's pretty good. That makes me confident that I will go to the movies and knowing my simple-minded self, I'll probably like it. Mm-hmm. And they said it was funny, which goes in line with all the other Marvel movies. You know, I feel like they brought this element of comedy to all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them. You, you think about every single one of them, there's an element of comedy to them. Oh, yeah. That's what makes them so great. And especially with how they evolved the new uh, Thor character. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I thought in Thor Ragnarok is like, they all of a sudden made Thor, like, hip and cool and just so different from that, like... Stoic. Yeah, like, stodgy. just speaking these stupid big words and <laughs> other planet, like, stuff where you're just, like... Sometimes you're like, all right, the way he throws that hammer is cool, but the dialogue, you're like, can we fast these forward through this? stupid big words. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like we're talking about some, so some fictional fancy. planets your and stuff like words that. words are longer than your stupid blonde hair, Thor. Wah, wah. But, I mean, it's just like all of them have this element of comedy to it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a Marvel movie. Because mm-hmm. Spider-Man, the new one, Tom Holland, I mean, hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. He's, he's perfectly funny is how I describe it. Just that... that the way his age and everything else, the questions he asks, it's so true to real life. Yeah, like you you want to hate the kids sometimes, mm-hmm. but you love them. Like it's it's perfect. It's perfect. They do a great job with that. So hopefully this weekend I'll get some time. Uh, we like to go to matinee movies. We don't really go nighttime. Mm-hmm. So like hopefully we'll get a daytime. Uh, especially with us getting up earlier, we'll be able to sneak up there maybe before work one night or something and, and see that movie and hopefully enjoy ourselves and then go to work. Nice. Yeah, I think I might hold off. I think I might hold off after all. I mean, we're going to Legoland at the end of the month. Oh, my God. I, I have a busy end of the month, too. Um, I don't know if I told you. I have, I've, I've told you about the wedding that I'm in at the end of October, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in my, my friend's wedding... Um, that's a four day trip, even though it's in Maryland, but you know, Thursday's a rehearsal dinner Friday. I guess I'm just Gabby's birthday is on the day of this wedding too. So Friday, I'm kind of taking her out in a different area. We're going to Mount Airy. We're going to spend the night up there in a hotel and I'm going to take her out, see what's about what's out and about up there just for her birthday. Mm -hmm. And then of course the wedding is on Saturday and Sunday is going to be used to recuperate. Mm. Okay. Um, so Sunday I'll probably eat really, really bad. Probably because I'm probably gonna be hungover and everything that's, that that's happened. I'm just gonna be tired. It's probably I'll probably be able to marathon a move like a, like a TV show yeah. or a movie series that day and eat Chinese food and and and, and cheeseburgers. I don't know. <laughs> but then my mom all of a sudden surprised me and my brothers um, when she was over dinner on Tuesday. We do a family dinner every Tuesday. Hands us all this envelope. Um, the next UFC card is in Madison Square Garden. I have tickets nice. to Madison Square Garden. Not happy with the main event. Actually, there is no main event right now, and this thing is three weeks away. <laughs> but I now have tickets to the Madison Square Garden event, wow. and my little brother John actually has never been in New York. So now I'm all excited to make a weekend you know, out of it, like showing him New York City, because that is a fascinating city 
That is really dope that the centerpiece of your trip to New York is the fight. Yeah. Too. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I was looking up things that I haven't been to yet. Um, the number one thing on my mind, I just don't know if my brothers are as big as dorks as me. I found this. It's a... I have to look it back up, but it's a. I like museums. Mm. It's a historical museum. It has like the dinosaurs, the, the whatever. It's a big one in New York City. It was ranked number four off of this list I saw. I can't remember the exact name because obviously I've never been there. But um, I want to go to this museum now really bad. But I just don't know if my brother's gonna go for it. <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna wait till Friday night. Go to the weigh-ins, which is usually around seven ish, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna start getting dark. And then I'm taking my brother to Times Square for the first time. Nice. Because, I mean, you've been to Times Square? Yep. I mean, first time you're there, especially at night. Just breathtaking, right? It's I mean, pretty wild seeing it in person after seeing it in the movies for so many times and everything. But when you're actually there and you look at that Megazilla and Titan Tron, yeah. you're just looking all around. It's just yeah. like that first 20 minutes, no matter what mood you're in, how you're feeling, it just it's kind of uplifting. You're just like, wow, this is incredible. This is crazy, and it's all advertisements. That's all you're staring at is a bunch of advertisements everywhere. I remember the last time we went, Justice League was the big thing that was going to come mm. out. And I just remember looking at that advertisement. I remember Superman looked cool, Batman looked cool, um, Wonder Woman looked cool. But I remember what Aquaman was wearing. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, ugh, DC Comics, get your stuff together, man. Like, I tried watching that movie, by the way. Justice Justice League. League. We saw it. We saw that opening day. You know how much I saw of it? (laughs) I watched 15 minutes of it. You were done, huh? And me and Gabby, we just looked at each other. And it was like, you know, maybe we'll revisit this. But right now... Who cares? Like, we just ain't... We we just weren't feeling it. I don't care about any of these characters. Like, we just were not feeling it at all. And I was like, I'm turning this off. Suicide Squad. Yeah, dude. Wasn't even that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Suicide Squad, I remember it kind of roped you in a little bit in the beginning. It was just a lot of things that happened during the movie where you're like, what? What are we doing? What are we doing? If it wasn't for the first time I watched it drunk, hmm. I would have never gave it the reviews I did. Mm-hmm. Ever. Did ever, ever. Did you like it the first time? Huh? Did you like it the first yeah. time? Yeah. I went to the theaters no, and saw no, no. it, which you know how theaters will play with you. Theaters will make an okay movie seem great, a uh, bad movie seem okay, mm-hmm. and a great movie seem like the best thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a fact. If you hate a movie in the theaters, wow. I hated Suicide Squad in theaters. I was so mad. I, I can see your opinion, but I went drunk. I remember we got off work. I bought five mini bottles of Fireball. Mm-hmm. And I remember taking a sh- two shots before I got in there. Um, I remember having a beer at the bar right outside. And then we went in and watched the movie, and I remember drinking as I was going on. I just, I don't know. Maybe I was just really amped up to see it. I remember thinking it was only okay, but I mean, even even the first time I saw it when I was obviously intoxicated, <laughs> there was things about it where I was just like, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like the bad guys, like those guys with the purple heads it was a mess. that didn't have eyes. They looked like it looked like a golf ball that was purple. And so, I don't know, swollen, and it was, it was just weird. It was, it was so weird. Yeah. But the 
something to be said. I mean, I'm glad that they're not perfect because I'm able to save some money. <laughs> Have you seen Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman was fine. I heard Wonder Woman was good from DC Comics. It was it was a tighter, much more competent movie than Justice League. I honestly don't think that... I, I liked Batman v Superman and Man of Steel better than Wonder Woman. I am in the minority, but I thought Man of Steel was great. Never saw Man of Steel. Well before first one. First one. I'm very familiar with it. Very little comedy in it. You know what it, it is, it's though? Kinda, it was kind of riding on the, in the wake of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. They were trying to go somewhere between that and somewhere between MCU. And that's why we had Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and what Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman were both mangled after test audiences didn't think it was funny enough. Um, my thing was Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to like Christopher Nolan as Superman. Um, Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeves, I'm sorry. Christopher Reeves as Superman, and I wasn't like a big Superman fan, mm-hmm. but I was familiar with those. I'm just not that invested in a Superman character, if that makes any sense. I just don't really care much for his comic books. I don't care much for his character. It's hard when you're Everything vulnerable. about it. It's hard to have a compelling villain when you're vulnerable. They end mm-hmm. up just being kooky mm-hmm. and weird. But... Lex Luthor's a dope villain. Brainiac, if he's done right, is a pretty dope villain. Doomsday is a dope villain. Superman is, has a decent... He's, he's no Batman, but he's got a decent small handful. Well, what makes Batman gallery. so great is really Metallo. his villains. Well, also just the fact that Batman is human. Batman yeah. has just managed to... It, it translates better to movies, among right? the mightiest, you know creatures in the planet just the, he's 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 the everyman he's the embodiment well, it's a great of, story he's the embodiment of human will determination and like even though it doesn't have any superpowers you know he could take out superman and if anybody was ever to do that stuff you would have to be a billionaire right it, it's a perfect story mm-hmm. like you would have to be a billionaire like bruce wayne yeah. and able to afford mm-hmm. the batmobile in order to afford mm-hmm. a bat cave you know all that stuff that came mm-hmm. with it you have to be a, a stupid filthy rich like like type of yeah. character i mean that's pretty funny that was one of the lines in one of the movies where they were asking ben Affleck, like well what's your superpower i'm rich it's like, yeah well, yeah <laughs> it yeah helps. that's it. it definitely helps he's also throwing you know flipping tires and stuff and uh getting shredded apparently ben affleck was getting well ben affleck is out as batman right what I keep, what do I keep I seeing know. that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing the Joker? What is that about? Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's Joaquin, and uh, there is a standalone Joker origin story, which might not even be part of the DC extended universe. It might be like a completely standalone thing, where wow. it's not supposed to coexist with Jared Leto's Joker. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jared Leto is still going to reprise that role he's a better actor but I think the overgrilled gangster joker I don't know if they're really going to be able to I didn't like that that was one thing we rewatched in Suicide Squad we were just like this joker is like I don't know there was supposed to be some more to that but I know I heard all the, the deleted scenes the audiences, and... I mean I don't know so who knows I mean, it's going to be hard to, to do another Joker after... Uh, I mean, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson are both... I mean, 
Just. But I mean, Heath Ledger's performance is. I mean, that's I one mean, of the... I rewatched. You know what I did? Oh, that's what I did. When I turned Suicide Squad off. Mm-hmm. Not Suicide Squad. I'm sorry, Justice League. Mm-hmm. When we turned Justice League off, we realized that The Dark Knight was on Netflix. Nice. We turned that off and turned The Dark Knight on again. Nice. I mean, bruh. Like, best movie ever? Quite possibly. We were so infatuated by the characters in that one. It was just a night and day difference. I was like, anybody that even watches this Justice League and compares it to anything that was... It just... Don't be silly. Don't even be silly. Justice League did not compare to, to to any of the Christopher Nolan Batmans, that's for sure. No. Um, I'm trying to even think of a horrible Marvel movie that it could compare to. Because I don't even think there is one. All of the Marvel's tryings, all of the Marvel outings is better than Justice League. And I mean, that's a fact. I'm a, I've all, I'm, I'll defend all the MC movies that people say are the worst ones. People talk trash about Thor Dark World. Just recently rewatched it. it is great. that the second one? It was great. Is that the second? That is the second Thor, right? It was cool. I never watched it. They did cool things with the characters. It was cool. People were uptight. I guess kind of like what you were saying with people not liking the Thor character, but even in that movie, he wasn't too like wordy. I don't know. Well, when it comes to Marvel right now, the expectations are so high. Yeah, and that's probably another thing. I mean, our expectations weren't that high with Iron Man. Our expectations weren't that high with Captain America. Mm-hmm. They weren't that high with the beginnings of them. Mm-hmm. But now where we're at, where they they have given us just like masterpiece after masterpiece mm-hmm. after masterpiece. Eric's, the bar has been set so high. Mm-hmm. And they're still delivering. Better than anybody else. I, I don't care what movie franchise you are. It is better than any ma- movie franchise I have ever seen. To, pro- yeah. to produce that many classics. Because I mean, seriously. they've got a formula, but part of it is... it's it, well, that, I hesitate to use the word formula. It's just a method and an adaptive... They adapt. It's different. It changes. They're not they're not stuck like it keeps... It's, 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 it fluctuates, and the different movies have different... They're different kinds of movies, like Black Panther is a spy movie, like that kind of thing, you know. Well, even the movies they thought were going to bomb, and they went with it anyway, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, space opera. You know, crazy stuff going on. It was a bigger hit than they ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. All-star cast, too. I'm trying to think if I've watched anything good lately. The second season of Big Mouth on Netflix is out. Great, great adult uh, cartoon um, I raved about it when I discovered it last year. The first season focuses on it's got like Nick Kroll and My Rudolph and some legitimate comedians here and there. I think Jordan Peele is in there. Um, group of kids as they're going through puberty <laughs> and the uh, a recurring thing throughout the show is they talk to you know the in the first season the first kid was going through puberty before you know it focuses on two boys ba- mainly and they are close friends with another girl who is on again on again off again love interest and you know there's another girl and a couple other people and stuff and their parents and everything 
just you know expertly written great comedy one of the best animated series i've ever seen um if you want to measure up episode per episode could you know i was saying could be the best it's hard to say they're really making some good stuff out there what on netflix yeah netflix alone yeah yeah, Paradise PD was surprisingly excellent. I was watching Paradise too. PD. Like it's those. so X-rated, but um, it's tight. It's very. Funny. I'm almost through it. It's the so Argyle dense. Meth it's and so everything else. Dense with comedy. Yeah, and, like, they're not messing around. They I have some, some very graphic. I started scenes Pacific too. Heat for a second, but I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I watched. I got a minute deep. And was like, I don't think these jokes are landing. I don't think this is good. This seems. Dumb. I like a lot. Of, you know what? The thing about Paradise PD is, is I actually like a lot of the characters on there. Yeah, and that's the first and foremost mm-hmm. thing you gotta like in any show. Well, it's cool because it's cool that they are treating it like the whole season has an overarching plot, overarching plot, uh, like the high quality serialized cable dramas do, where there's the payoff if you and the episodes reference each other and, and everything. Uh, I suppose Big Mouth. Does, does that too to a point and I like the things they're doing with the second season I think I started talking about how okay so they so they're the the first kid that goes through puberty in the background you see he's got almost like an imaginary friend called the hormone monster who is just like his id his unbridled id just let loose you know horny cause this is like a kid going through puberty uh-huh. and uh, it, it's it's voiced by it's voiced by the the same actor you know Nick Kroll I think is basically the main guy in addition to being one of the creators of the show and he voices the main kid whose name escapes me as well as his hormone monster or no actually it wouldn't be his hormone monster it'd be the other guy's hormone monster oh well anyway just and then um, in addition to just the hormone monster they end up being able to to have imaginary conversations with all kinds of crazy there's a dead jazz musician in the attic that they talk to frequently and one kid talks to pillows and paintings will come alive it's just it's it's a strange hilarious evolution of i mean in the the thing sometimes it's almost how the family guy non-secretorial jokes would just jump away to something completely random and beyond reality and that's how it is in this show how they're talking to these other things sometimes they're hormone monsters because there's also a you know i guess it's maya rudolph and her uh hormone monstrous is is hilarious uh oh man i can't recommend the show enough you got to check out some big mouth if you haven't you haven't watched any of it i haven't you gotta watch the pilot Gotta watch the pilot. Gotta watch pilots. Not saying I won't because now that I'm getting older, man. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. As I get older, and and, you know, I'm watching like movie. I'm watching television shows. Paradise PD. Mm. You know why I'm caught up on it? Mm. At the gym. There you go. Because I'm getting on the elliptical machine and I'm burning Mm. through two episodes while I'm on the treadmill. I mean, not the treadmill, the um elliptical machine. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so, like, definitely 30-minute sitcoms or even just one 45-minute sitcom now. Like, I'm like, okay, I can watch one episode while I'm on the treadmill. And I literally forget I lose track of time sometimes when I get in these TV shows. And then the next thing you know, I, like, burnt all this great calories and sweat, especially on an elliptical machine. Because the elliptical I could probably get on for an hour, and it wouldn't even phase me. 
because right. I actually have the I'm starting to get the conditioning for it, but also it's not a high level. Um, it doesn't hurt your body. It just makes you tired and sweat. Yeah, I mean the only possible damage that elliptical can do is if your hips aren't aligned while you're doing yeah. it. That's that's the only thing. That's the, um, but otherwise, I definitely am a big fan of the elliptical, especially, well, your whole especially over too. the treadmill too, because then you're not impacting your joints. Mm-hmm. Not just slamming your foot down. Over the only over difference between the elliptical and treadmill is the treadmill you get such a bigger sweat going. Yeah. And then I do the stairs. Oh, the stairmaster sucks. Man, beats you up. It's just you don't realize how hard it is. I mean, it get, it'll get you in shape quick. Because mm. I just sweat. I only do it for six minutes. That's all I can handle right now. Yeah. And you just sweat. Sweat so bad. But we'll see. We'll see. The gym has been getting me very excited lately. And now that we talk these TV shows and stuff like that, like the phone, this simple phone right here, this mm-hmm. small uh, droid that I have, I have the power to do so much things on this little sucker right here mm-hmm. to where when I go to the gym, I can watch a movie. I can watch TV shows. I can watch whatever I want on this thing right here while I am getting a great workout in. It's it's amazing. It's it's amazing every day. And now I have these Bluetooth headphones where I don't even have a cord anymore. It's it's it's, it's cordless. It's nice. I stick it in my ears. I forget that they're even there. They never get in the way. Uh, the cords never in the way. Um, nothing. It's just it's just a plug. It, it's we're spoiled <laughs> nowadays with a lot of things that we have. There's no excuses. There just isn't. That's where I consume, uh, like in the morning, and, it, and it's great too because that's when I'm waking up, and that's when I like to cons- consume all my news and whatever. Mm-hmm. I consume a lot of entertainment in the morning now while I'm at the gym because I'm there for about ninety minutes. Yeah, it's nice. It is. It is. That's how I'm watching Paradise PD. Um, what else have I been watching lately? Brought up a good question. I'm always going back. You know who I think I I think I put my finger on. Who my favorite actor, or at least comedian, in movies of all time is, and that's Jim Carrey. Oh, I don't yeah. know why I just always catch myself going back and watching his movies, but he's so in depth with his What's characters. The last one you watched? Last one I watched, I wasn't that crazy about it. It was like okay at best. Was it Yes Man or something? You guessed it one hundred percent right. It had like Bradley Cooper in it, uh, Jim Carrey, Zoe Deschanel, but it just was like. Some of the scenes in it, I was just like, this is just too corny. Yeah. Like, this isn't even funny, it's just corny. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when the guy was about to jump off the ledge and Jim Carrey starts singing, um, i trying to remember who sung that song, Don't don't Step Off the Ledge, My Friend. That's not Third Eye Blind, no, that's not Third Eye Blind. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Is it? I wish you would step back from yes, that Yes, that's Third Eye Blind. Yeah. It was just like, in that song, it was like corny. I was just like, this isn't funny, it's just corny. It makes me It makes me remember that song. Yeah. See, maybe because I'm a 90s guy, like I definitely relate to that song. But like... That's 
one of my favorite songs to sing along to. <laughs> I'm sure. It's a karaoke song, easily. But there's just... I don't know, I like, yes, I, I, it's one of my favorite songs to massacre. <laughs> I don't know if you just noticed that or not. <laughs> Definitely did. Not one of my fa- not like not one of my favorite songs by any stretch of the like it is. It's infectious because yes, it also song. hit me at the right time. And I used to listen the guy, to it's it. A, the guy's got a unique voice, but it is almost like a, a, a just a novelty, I guess. That band, some developed some. Some people were like, were like in, like they they did have they their like devotees mm-hmm. for sure, and I think they they had. I think they even had like a like like a cult fan base that lasted. They did. For they a, absolutely lasted did. for a long time. Absolutely, like well did. after they dropped off the mainstream radar. See, mine will. <laughs> the cult followings I had. <laughs> Was definitely uh, Sublime. I think Sublime is possibly my favorite band of all time. I mean, Sublime. I'm really. I'm a huge Sublime. I fan. I remain a Sublime fan. Yes. They deserve Bradley Noel to Bradley Noel deserves to maintain a cult following. Yeah. In perpetuum, um, none of their spinoff bands come close to like nothing. Nothing that's like they have their own label and all. They're nothing. You you want to put on a Sublime Pandora station. If there's anything but sublime on that Pandora station, it's most likely just not even anywhere close to anything that they did. And I don't know why I can't remember yeah, the other. Yeah, sublime group is I really possibly liked. you know they're one of my they might I think sublime might be my favorite band of all time. And I feel like it has a three in their name also, but there was Ooh. another group I used to really really like. It wasn't Third Eye Blind. That Bulls Five, huh? That Bulls Five. There's uh-huh. three of them left. Uh-uh. I feel like a three was in their name, but I cannot Three Doors remember. Down? That would no, be like what, ten years later. I liked Three Doors Down, but that wasn't... They were all right. That wasn't who I was like. And the name will come to me. But I remember Sublime was number one, and then they were number two. Um, it's just been a while since... I, I really... You know what's crazy? I don't really listen to music anymore. Yeah, I listen to some. Um, every now and then I'll have to. listens to a lot of music, so I actually have... Who? My girlfriend listens to a lot of music. Okay. So I, and she seeks out good, new... Well, I'm assuming, well, I guess not all of it new, but a wide variety of quality music from different times, mm-hmm. which I would... I, would, I wouldn't, I would like... Uh, it's it's nice to have someone there that is always playing good music mm-hmm. that I would have... I would spend the time to seek it out, because I'm seeking out podcasts or other things, and I'm just... I don't know. It's not not. I, mean, I listen I to music. a lot I music. of podcasts. I mean, music is great. Music three eleven. Yeah, the, the way music. Oh, of course, of course. It was on the tip of my brain too. It was. It, I was like three. That's yeah. all I could think of. Was like I know it as a three. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely gonna have a, one of them cult followings forever too. I used to be obsessed with three eleven too. They were really good. It's a solid band. Solid band to have, to to be into. They had some good, especially their early stuff. There was some good stuff. I, mm. I think Incubus kind of falls in that category. I like the. Too. I used to like Incubus. Yeah. We're nineties, man. We're yeah. we're definitely talking when rock and roll was still alive. Um, and they were changing. Like Sublime was definitely a unique, different type of band. Well, he overdosed before they had a chance to really blow up and sell out too. So, like, who knows? Who knows what would happen? But their music is legendary. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, some of the best. It it really is. I mean, um, I had a social media thing where it was like, you know, name a cover better. 
that the band did better than the original, and I, I my go-to for that song is um, Scarlet Begonias by Sublime. They did it way better than Grateful Dead, in my opinion. It's one of my favorite songs by both of those bands. It was Bradley Knoll. The yeah. band was good and all, but Bradley Well, Noel right, it was all Bradley. Voice. Sublime is Bradley. Yes. Sublime is Bradley. His voice was something unique and special that you just don't find. Well, his voice, but not just his voice, like, he also his wrote lyrics. all of the music. Yeah. Like, he did all of it. He did all of it. He wrote all of it, basically. Um, I mean, I don't know exactly, like, who wrote what different, like, musical parts of it and mm-hmm. everything, but pretty sure, like, pretty damn near all the lyrics, all, you know, I don't, you know, he's he's the genius. He's the innovator. He's Like, I was a fan of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana, right? Yeah, me but too. But when I think about it, like, I know Kurt Cobain committed suicide because of drugs, right? I mean, who knows? Bradley Knoll, he overdosed, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because Nirvana and Sublime both are like self-actualization mm-hmm. on top of the mountain. But both of them also mean the uh, the absence of positivity or negativity, which is kind of sucks if you think about it. At that era, it's almost like I, I want hate positivity. To say this, I want positivity. But if you weren't on drugs, I want as that a to be writer, the possible outcome. I don't know if I would trust you. I mean, you can almost say. I mean, is that crazy? I mean, I hate to say that, but the best people were on drugs. I mean, you got Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, and after after he stopped doing drugs, what, the music seems like it doesn't quite have that edge to it. Same thing with, uh, you might be able to say that about Anthony Giedis and Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, Californication was their first sober album, I believe. That wasn't a bad album, though. That was pretty No, cool. Californication was yeah. solid, but you could say maybe it was still... It what was... about Stone Temple Pilots? Fucking, oh, I, almost, I almost swore again when you mentioned <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots, bro. Stone Temple Pilots is one of the bands that got me listening to music. Yes. Like, yes. like Stone Temple Pilots is one of the first, you know, flies in the Vaseline. You know, Matt, I could see us listening when we were at that age. We probably listened to the same exact music. I Just through this conversation Stone right Temple here. Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots evolved and all their albums were different. And Scott Weiland was the man. Yeah. Never met I can a, tell never we met probably Stone listened Temple to the Pilots same song exact music. Like. And how rock and roll was just dead. Like, what happened? It's not dead. It's just the the mainstream stuff. This there stuff used no this mainstream. stuff used to get played on the radio. It's that's crazy. what I'm saying. There is all no kinds mainstream. of good music used to get played on the radio. All the stuff that's on the radio has been dumbed down and weeded out and homogenized. You miss HFS it's trash. Yeah, I was an HFS. I used to all be able to time. play HFS and tr- and and be able to rely. They tried to bring it back a few times on the music that it played. Didn't last. No staying power. It's crazy. Because at one point, it, it it was the world. It was what everybody listened to. Everybody forgets that that was just as important as Jerry Springer. That was just as important as South Park. That was just as important as the Attitude Era in the WWE. I in watched, which all uh, those things were I watched Jerry everything. Springer when I was 12 or so. We all did. Yeah. We all did. We all, so you, know what, you know what Jerry Springer came on to? As soon as we got home from school. As soon as we got dropped off at the bus stop... That was the beginning of the end. That was laying the foundation for society being able to put up with this garbage that's on the radio. It's like, all right, we're going to start making it stupid now. South Park was a big part of that, too. 
South Park has remained intelligent. South Park. Every single episode of South Park is way more intelligent than any episode of Jerry Springer. Just like Jerry or Springer. Or professional wrestling or any of that. When Jerry Springer came out that it was fake, it killed it. Okay? Even though it's still on today. But um, well, South Jerry Park. Jerry Springer's not on. You're talking about like the Steve Wilco show? <laughs> no, Jerry Springer. I mean, if it's not on anymore. I mean, I know a few short years ago it was still on. Is he? I I assumed it was not still on. Is that guy it still? could still be on. Is that guy still making a TV show? I mean. All right. We're going to find out right now. But um, no, South Park, though, was revolutionary. Why? Because it was like a R. It was like the first R-rated cartoon, right? Played on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. At a later hour. I mean, not the first R-rated cartoon ever, but yeah. On TV. It was money. And it didn't even have any good graphics. When you really look at it... Well, it, it was... started off as a video Christmas card made out of construction paper. Mm-hmm. All right. Jerry Springer, where are you? What are you doing? Oh, well. Final episode date, July 26, 2018. Bad. I knew it was on recently. What? Because I saw it on one day and I was like, people still buy into this. And, and and that was one of the reasons. I mean, that's one of the things. When I saw Jerry Springer was still on in 2018 and we all know this is fake. Good Lord. And the fact that it was still on just shows us, man, we are dumb. Like, how? why are we so dumb? I don't get it. You want to hear the synopsis of the last episode? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to be a hundred? I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't. Like, I never. I used to love that show in its prime when I thought it was real. But once I found out it was fake, I was like, dude, like, this is what I watch WWE for. Well, it is It is pretty typical. They didn't do anything special. It looks like pretty typical of Jerry Springer back in 1994 or whatever. So My cousin I guess is if sleeping you, with If you my out sister. there, if any of you listeners want to know what the final episode of the Jerry Springer show was about, you got to look it up yourselves. You're not going to find out here. We're not going to profligate such smut. Good friends. I'm leaving something off the table. Me and Gabby's been staying up to date with um since it's in its twentieth season, Law and Order SVU. I love that show. I can't believe that's still on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's everything. Still going. What's it on now? Is it on Netflix? No, it's on um it's on Law and Order uh, still Network TV. There is episodes on, there's like four seasons on, um, and they're all good. Honestly, I've watched it from the first to the last season. Mm. I've marathoned that show. I've Mm. watched it for a long time now, over the years. um, The one thing I like about that show is, unlike a lot of seasons, Mm. you can throw in any random episode and you're never lost. Because they're all their own little show. Mm -hmm. Um, This season, Olivia is definitely hitting... 20 years on a show. I remember when Olivia first started, she was hot. I just rewatched uh, Alien Covenant, which was dope. Michael Fassbender, Young Magneto, kills it in anything that he does, even if the movie's not good. I think because I avoid the bad movies. I bet he killed it as Steve Jobs, but I couldn't tell you personally. Never seen that. Yeah. 
I got life to live. I'm not going to watch a bad movie. A movie I mean, has I love to Danny interest Boyle. me. I love Danny Boyle. Great filmmaker, but I just didn't hear good things about the movie. Even if it's a I'm bad movie. It. it sounds long. Yeah. I'm not watching a long, bad movie. Uh, like it has it. to interest me. I'm over it. But he killed it and also rewatched The Sandlot. You rewatched The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. How was that? Awesome. Really? Awesome. Holds up. Holds up. Really? It's classic. Classic. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know if you could. I guess you could call I guess it should make the list of one of the best sports movies, really. I mean, I remember loving that movie. Be- as one a of the kid. best sports movies? I mean, does it count? Does it make it to the, like, scene, the top five? There's sports just a couple movies? seasons. I mean, see, uh, scenes in that movie that sticks out. Of course, it's the Forever. Yeah. Um, the dog. Um, but the also beast. when the kid kissed that hot um, yeah. girl by the pool, right? Uh, like the lifeguard. Mm-hmm. And then she liked it, and they ended up dating it at the end. I think they, ended, yeah, I think it said they ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. They got banned from the pool forever, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that movie was funny. That movie was when they were getting when they got kicked out of the pool and were running away. It kind of reminded me of a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like I can see where you're coming from. That like it's, it's such like, a dorky kid. And it just seemed, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed, I guess, because it also just seemed like true. And why God, why it's about, like legendary? You're talking about a Christmas story. You get me all excited for. I mean, it's right around the corner. We don't even realize. Yeah, it. we already jumped ahead to horror movies last time. We could jump ahead to. We could jump ahead to Christmas movies. I mean, it's right around the minutes. corner. We're we're almost there. October. We're already halfway through October. Almost. It's 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 coming up. Um, before we know it, day after Thanksgiving. That's that's my favorite time. I swear it is. Our right, well, best Christmas movie. Mm, I mean, I've. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to even say that this is a Christmas movie because it's not quite a movie. But Charlie Brown Christmas always kind of stands out for me. I remember that's yours and mine. Over the years, it's always been a Christmas story for me. Yeah, I mean a Christmas. It's a, it's been a three way tie for me between that movie, that movie, and one more. But I'll tell you what, I'll there's you two what other movies that have really second. stolen my heart over the past couple of years as I rewatched them. Elf. That and, one of the two? Um, uh, Elf and uh, the Santa Claus. With uh, uh, Santa Claus is pretty dope. Tim with, Allen. Uh, yes, just love pretty it. Love movie. everything pretty about it. Love it. I love how he just became Santa Claus against his will, and then he started doing <laughs> all these Santa Claus things. I mean, he's on the treadmill running like, like yeah. It's just Throwback. it's great. It's but perfect. That's an issue called callback. Um, all right, well, my third, my third out of my three, my th- my three way tie, and I'm not sure if that still stands actually, but for years my three way tie was Try About Christmas, A Christmas Story, and It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's my mom's favorite. You know, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. What's wrong? Why? Why? Okay. Why? I don't know, and that's a good Another question. Another real good one, an, an underrated one, is The Ref. I've seen The Ref. Excellent Christmas movie. That's um, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, yes, Dennis I've seen great. that. Kevin Spacey? Yeah, unfortunately. I don't know if that makes it okay or not to watch it, but, you know, Kevin Spacey's not going to make any money from it, so it's okay to watch The Ref. It's great. Great. And Kevin Spacey's effing hilarious in that movie too. He it's definitely Look, it's man. it's before it's before like anybody knew who he was. It was on his on during his like ascent or whatever. And uh, I mean he performed very well in that movie. Everybody did Christine Baranski pops up in that movie. Nasty mother in law. Great cast. Like they ended up Dennis Leary <laughs> is a cat burglar who 
ends up in a botched robbery and he ends up in a convenience store where Kevin Spacey's character and his wife are on their way home on Christmas Eve from their marriage counselor because their marriage is unraveling. You know what? And he takes them hostage and makes them take him back to their house and their family is coming over for dinner, their whole family. So for an alibi, he pretends to be their marriage counselor while they're, you know, it's, it's a ridiculous premise and they execute it better, you know, as well as the greatest masterminded science fiction film makers do with a ridiculous premise. Like... It's been years, but I'm pretty sure that movie will hold up. Here's a good question. When was the last great Christmas movie that came out? I mean, there's Elf, but I think there's something even more recent, probably. I can think of Elf. I thought Fred Claus was okay. Yeah. I had Paul Giamatti and... Um, I don't know if I've seen it. It was okay. I remember it being... It was worth a watch. Yeah. Um, I thought Office Christmas Party wasn't bad, if you like that R-rated comedy type of thing. Yeah. Um, especially if you want to feel real life around the Christmas, like you know, a lot of jobs they're real big about their Christmas party. Mm. They're like, we deserve this. Like, this is the one night a week you supply us with booze and food and whatever. Um, but I can't think of like a classic. Elf is probably the last one I can think of that was actually a. You got John Favreau, classic. the man who started the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe with the first two Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Iron Man movies, I guess one would say. And what year did Elf come out in? I feel like that's been 10 years now. Yeah, I mean, if Iron Man came out in 2008, was Elf 2006? 2003. Oh, what do you think it's got a Rotten Tomatoes? Wow. I think it's got a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. I would hope so. I mean, that movie was huge when it came out. I think it's got a really? million score of 97. I bet it's got a 97 on both. 84% by critics. Audience was 78%. Ooh. How? People are uptight. Stupid. I don't think they're uptight. I think they're just stupid. I mean, you, maybe you can complain about like pacing or something. I don't know. James Bond. No. Just everybody else. I rewatched that movie. I swear to God, I think last year I watched Elf three times. It's like a career performance by everybody involved in yeah. that movie. Uh, uh, I mean, James, I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, James Conn has been in The Godfather, you know. Like up there, like it's great. I mean, I do like Nightmare Before Christmas. Blends it all together. Yeah, I've been watching that a lot, especially since the kids are around. They like that one, and and Kaylin. They also love Frosty the Snowman. Like love the original Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, love it. They watch it a million times. I like Rudolph. If I'm going to go that, if I'm going to go that route, I prefer Rudolph. I prefer the stop motion Rudolph to Frosty, but I like Frosty. Frosty's cool. Man, we're talking about Christmas movies in October. It's one long season. We're as obsessed. As soon as October first starts, it's just it's it's the long Christmas megalopolis of holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that means we should go to bed. We hope you had fun at the table. We love when you come by, and we really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, where you rookie fight fans and season vets can also find better fight cats. We are players covered in the UFC and all things mixed martial arts. The purest best where you can follow. Follow Joe Newbauer, Jonas MMA, and me, Matt Crocobo, and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys, girls, and everyone else. Peace!